listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined with my friend, Jamie Ray. She is a multidimensional being, energy healer, and channel. She does a lot of work in the astral realm and has been given many gifts from spirit, some of which we will be discussing in this conversation. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming out. It's yeah. so nice to meet you in person. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice to meet people in person. You, it, um, you really can connect better that way. Right. Uh, yeah. I have so many internet friends and I might never meet some of them. So it's like yeah. an honor. To actually get to connect and yeah. work with them directly. So. It is. I agree with that. Yeah. So, all right. So for those who don't know much about you, uh, could you give us a little background on yourself and your spiritual journey? Sure. Yeah. So um, about four years ago, I began a meditation practice. And shortly after I began um the meditation, uh, I would start, uh, I started having visions pretty quickly within weeks after I had began this meditation practice. And as time went on, I would have more and more visions. They would become more and more intense. And I started seeing colors in meditation, which drew me to energy healing, because at that point I had realized that energy was a real thing, and I didn't really know much about it until that point. So I was drawn to get into energy healing and learn a little bit more about that. And as time has gone on, I opened to uh, mediumship, um, you know, uh, psychic abilities. I can um, smell, taste, touch, all those. I've experienced just about all of those mm-hmm. clear abilities. Some are stronger than others, and I think that's just the way, it, you know, it is for most people. Some are more prominent. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Then uh, at one point, about uh, two years into this disciplined, you know, meditative practice, I had a energy seizure in my hammock one day Mm. on my lunch break at work. (laughs) Um, I had no clue what was happening. Uh, I'd never experienced anything like that before. And so, but I knew... I knew what was happening was energetic because I had a vision of a form of a person in a meditative pose carrying a set of like a whole seven chakra system. Mm-hmm. And when that uh, vision came to me, I could feel it hit my energetic field and my body began to sweep like I felt the sweeping of energy vibration roll mm-hmm. over me. And I must have fell asleep briefly 
and I woke up to a seizure-like state. And so I was laying in my hammock, having this sort of experience, frightened, not knowing what was going on, what was happening. I could, I still had my conscious ability with me though. So even though my body is shaking uncontrollably, my thought was process was still there, and I was thinking to myself, "Okay, I have to calm down." Mm-hmm. You know, you know, not in a panic. Like I'm scared, but not in a panic state. I have to calm down. And so, at at some point, after probably, it seemed like a couple minutes, which is a long time. You know, mm-hmm. I started to calm back down, and I collected myself and got out of my hammock and packed it up and went back to work. And when I got back to work, I'm thinking, wow, what just happened? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. At that point, I I couldn't talk to God. So I, I didn't have them to be, you know, to come in and say, oh, well, this is just this or whatever. I could definitely feel, though, a sense, like a, a sensation in my head. Um, and it felt more like centered, like in the pineal area, mm-hmm. uh, airy and light. Uh, it wasn't like heavy or painful. It was like this air sensation. And over the course of a week, I could, uh, one day I was at home and I started feeling energy sensations swirling around on my back. A lot of energetic stuff started happening then, and within, uh, I'd say, another week, I opened to spirit communication, and then when that happened, I entered a state of psychosis shortly after that. I couldn't function when I did go to work. Um, You know, the voices were just so too loud. Mm -hmm. I had pretty much blew my energetic body wide open. Right. And that amount of energy coming into the body really just blows the sensories. Mm-hmm. That's what, I, you know, that's the best way I can describe it. So if, um, if a spirit was near me, I could hear them. Right. You know, it was an overload mm-hmm. of, on all levels. Uh, and with that, my body was vibrating at a higher state I could tell the my energy centers would just pulse very fast Um, and a lot of that would keep me from sleeping at night you Mm -hmm. know so I would have these uh, days after that where um, I didn't sleep for about 36 hours or so just complete psychosis unable to function you know, my mom would try to like fix meals for me and I would just, I would remember her coming in and after that I'd get lost in the voices and all the other things. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I started receiving energy work from gods and, uh, you know, light beings and family members shortly after that to level everything back out so I could function again. But the psychosis lasted for about three months. And then as, after that, I was able to function a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, and just gradually get back into work and, and all those sort of things. Um, 
Yeah. And the astral travel is part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, past lives and other things. Um, during that period, I was having um, like daytime hallucinations mm-hmm. from, you know, the overwhelming energy in the body that I was experiencing. Um, I could walk outside and see sacred geometry in the grass. Um, and I noticed uh, one day I was trying to relax out in my hammock and I started feeling bubbles coming up from the lower part of my body. Mm-hmm. And I went inside, feeling the sensations, I went inside and I laid down. And as I laid down, I started to see what I was feeling, and that was the past lives in bubbles. And they would float up in a bubble, Mm -hmm. and they would be a short, it was like a short movie I was watching uh, of a part of that life playing out somewhere, you Mm -hmm. know, um, I remember seeing one bubble that floated up. There was a woman working in a factory. And then the next one would be uh, a male, like, on, on standing out on the street talking to someone. I recall seeing a female dancing in a, in a 50s era poodle skirt. And a witch was one of those. I watched myself be burnt at the uh, burn alive um i had my hands tied behind like a a wooden pole and the fire had already been lit and was igniting and and burning and then um, i saw many others after that and the very first life which was the very last uh bubble that i saw I was a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I was a T-Rex. That was my first planetary incarnation here. Right. That's so interesting you just said dinosaur because as you might not remember the movie We're Back. Do you remember the dinosaur movie We're Back? No. There is the machine. It's called the wish machine. Okay. And it's like these bubbles come out and it's all these little wishes of these children. And they're like, I wish for, you know, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. But it's funny. Cause like you said, dinosaur at the end. And I was already like, this makes me think of the wish machine. Cause it's yeah. literally visions mm-hmm. within these bubbles. Yeah. So that's so interesting. Like, I think you having the experience, it's so intense and all that is why having some guidance during these transitions as we're getting these upgrades is so valuable you know like in the past we had the guru or the teacher or the spiritual teacher yeah and i'm not saying we have to depend on them but there actually is a lot of like groundedness when someone who's already went through it sits with you yeah and it's like okay you need to eat some food you need to make sure that you know you're still very much like doing some of the physical stuff because you can kind of get caught in between worlds you know yeah um so i think having someone to help ground you is so important and there are you know i think you're doing some of that work with people and um, lots of people online are like hey this might happen you know so yeah i had um i've always had you know visions and, and clear cognizance and all that but when i started doing kundalini yoga it started, you know, like you were saying, like kind of visions with your eyes open, you're just in the middle of the day. And so it did kind of activate a deeper level of it. 
And then I started having guides working on me and I didn't know like what they were, who they were. Mm -hmm. And I went and I had an Akashic record reading and similar to you, like you just had these sensations in your body. I was like, I felt like at one point that my chest had been cut open, like it didn't hurt, but like my heart had been removed and that they had like some, something was like swirling around it and they would put it back in and it would cause me to gasp. You know, or it would be like, you know, like feel like my uterus or I'm like, so I asked the records. I'm like, who is working on my organs? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I having these weird sensations? But then I would feel like better. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, well, this is your map team. Apparently they're they're the medical assistance program. And because in a past life I was already connected to them as I was going through these upgrades, they were like working on me grounding it. But I had no idea what was happening. And then, so that was associated with some fear, right? So this is why I think having some guidance helps you say, okay, well, it's not so scary if I can just say, okay, these are guides. This is for my highest good, you know, and it helps ground it, I think, a little bit more, you know? Yeah, definitely think so. Yeah. And yeah, so while I'm experiencing, you know, all these other things I start going through an initiation mm-hmm. you know so uh I can when I lay down at night I can feel my astral body is being pulled by gods because they're they're wanting to really push me through some of the things that I experienced so it was it was all information for me to have an understanding of what I was going to encounter Right. Really. That's what it was. And I started finding myself being pulled on ships of cosmic entities so often at that point. And I have seen 40 or so at this point to date. And I'm always excited Mm-hmm. when it happens because it's always a really cool experience I'm either being pulled um to meet them face to face or talk to them or I actually find myself on ships working mm-hmm. you know doing stuff on the ship and I would have never imagined that I would have had the experience that I've had with it all mm-hmm. but I'm very open to it and before I actually just you know, uh, was thrusted into this um, expansion, you know, that was an intense expansion for me. I was already like calling out to them, right? you know, in recognition, like, I know that you're out there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I've, I've been pretty open to it. And always excited when I meet a new origin or species, and I get to learn a little bit about their personality and their characteristics and their essence it's a beautiful thing really right I feel like if you approach it without the fear then you're just gonna get shown more and more but if you have fear you'll hit walls and they'll be like okay well she's scared so we're gonna buy you know yeah but I was scared at first okay like I remember reading a book on Arcturians and in the book they were like if you're reading this we're here and I was like nope I was like not ready for like beings to just be showing up. Yeah. And 
I worked through that fear because I, yeah. I like, what is the, what am I learning from this? What, mm-hmm. why am I afraid? And I just wasn't ready. I needed to ground more mm-hmm. and have other experiences. And then I was more open to it where it didn't freak me out so much. Right. Because I realized that, you know, I have versions of me that are kind of like these beings or past lives where I was, you know, from different planets and things. So I got a little less afraid the more I went into my past lives, the more I realized that I'm very much already been connected to these beings like way before I read the book you know um so that I think that helped a little bit but it is you know intimidating we haven't been taught our true origins we don't really know who we are and I think it's just like kind of can be a little mind shattering yeah when you start seeing this stuff it is it shakes your foundation Mm -hmm. it breaks limitations and beliefs and I really think that's the beauty of it right And when all this was sort of going on for me, um, I actually had some cosmic beings pull me onto a ship and put a device on my head so they could study my ascension process. So I think they find it much more, they find it just as fascinating as we do, and they want to understand it so that it can be a smoother process Right. for for us to to transition through right so you brought up ascension um could you share a little bit about what ascension is and how is it affecting us on a personal and cosmic level so for me or just my uh opinion you know about ascension it's a way for us to break through human limitation Mm -hmm. We can actually, we actually have an understanding to learn who we are, to learn what we're not, reunite with cosmic families, and also bring in more harmonizing energy mm-hmm. within ourselves and on this planet. We are evolving. And the energy on the planet is evolving as well. And I feel like we are moving in to this space and place and energy where people can just be who they are, what they are, without fear, less judgment. And I definitely think awakening and having an ascension is a huge part in us being able to do that. Mm-hmm. As we evolve, the energies are evolving, and we need to keep up with that. So, mm-hmm. and it's not just, um, I mean, it, yeah, it's individually, it's great that we go through this process because we are able to help our brothers and sisters and anchor in this energy. But the cosmic families are out there and want to connect with you and reunite with you. Right. And they're beautiful, and they and they are loving, and they are compassionate, and they want to see their families again. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, the truth that they are out there, and that this is what they are to you. Mm-hmm. So ascension is a way for us to reconnect to 
that part of ourself. Right. And it is empowering, especially when a lot of us are going through, you know, isolation and feeling just kind of weird um, (laughs) here anyways. Um, I had a lot of not or not such a great connection with my uh, bloodline, with my family. And so I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. So as I began going through this process and meeting guides and, and people that I had loved in past lives and, you know, that stayed behind so that they could help me in an energetic way. I was, I would get emotional because I'm just like, I always kind of like wanted this family and I knew that I I couldn't just exist without any help. No, you know, I was like, so when I connected, it made me feel like more at home and safer here, you yeah. know, and just like rekindling old friendships and, and things like that. So it was a really beautiful experience. Yeah. And it, it still is. I still connect with new guides all the time. Right. So it is, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, talking about like the earth is also going through an ascension. I started studying esoteric astrology and they would talk about sacred and non-sacred planets and how earth is considered non-sacred right now. And she's actually about to go through her initiation and it's up to us to, you know, c- because our vibration affects her to help her, you know, to go through that transition. And it made me just feel like, wow, like what I do is important it matters. It's, you know, it helps like my mother, like mother nature, it benefits, you know, the more I step into love, the more I try to be harmonious, you know, harmonious and uh, just taking care of all the life around me. Like she also benefits. And so it is this like symbiotic relationship. And I, I just never thought about it that way. I didn't realize that I was that important. Right. And I think as you step into this power you realize wow I have a role to play here and it's just as important as earth herself like because she's playing a role in the greater scheme as well yeah so it's just I don't know it's like it goes so big it gets so small but even like the tiniest microscopic thing impacts the whole it does so it's like it's so empowering in that moment but then you have to be more cautious because you realize wow if I'm affecting the whole you know, when I'm just spouting out shit and like, you know, I'm just like in that negative space, which we all get to at times, but I'm more mindful now. And I'm right. like, okay, I got to be careful what I say. I have to be careful what I'm, my thoughts, you know, as soon as I start having icky thoughts, I get energy worked on where I meditate or I ask my guides, why am I feeling this thing versus just feeding it more. Right. You know, which is so easy to do. It's so easy to yes. say, okay, I'm just going to stay depressed forever. I'm going to start hating people and ricocheting back and forth with bitterness. But it's like, it's actually helped me be more mindful with how I use my energy. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what are some of the gifts uh, that you have? And were you born with these or did they develop over time? I had zero gifts before uh I started meditating okay. and um, I was always fascinated with, uh, you know, psychic abilities and all those sorts of things. They seem like magical, you know, but I was, ne- I was not able to tap into them until I began the meditation process. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I started to, go through um, some of the 
changes and and the evolution process as i said i began to connect more with spirit um i had no clue that trees were spirits until i came face to face with one right and so that all those experiences help me have a greater understanding of nature mm-hmm. and, and uh, how we should honor, you know, animals and nature and all that sort of stuff. When going through the initiation stuff, I was heavily traveling in astral, and I still do, but not as heavily as before. I found myself in schools in the astral realm learning mm-hmm. things. So I have been given the gift of multiplying from Yahweh. Mm. So I can multiply myself about six times. Oh. I've also been given the shape-shifting ability by spirit, uh, which ultimately I think these are just... DNA-like activations or, you know, um, stuff that's already within you. It just needs to be unlocked by experience, Mm -hmm. Uh, some sort of uh, experience or, um, you know, energy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've also, I can also blend, which is something um, I just recently learned about I can blend into the environment so I can blend into grass and the ground and not be seen Mm kind of like a chameleon Mm -hmm. ability Um, but I have to say the shape-shifting gift is probably my favorite yeah yeah um I've turned into lines and all sorts of things uh, in the face of uh, danger, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, It's interesting because the more I'm on the path, the more I play around with these energies and then look at the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, I think about shape-shifting is really just integrating, like when you see you know, a chameleon doing that, it's showing you, okay, you have that ability. Right. When you see a tree that's rooted, you're like, oh, I have that ability. But because we're really just like one thing. And so there's no animal, there's no plant, there's no mineral that you can't mimic because it is you. Right. You know, it's just that separation is an illusion and that illusion is, you know, a part of the game. Right. But it's like, so cool now like when I see even a bug you know and I'm like watching this thing roll up and I'm like oh I could do that you know like I could dig under you know but it's like I think that's the beauty of being really aware of the other living forms around you that you're like okay well if they can do that I could do a version of that as well and that's where I feel like that shape-shifting you know starts awakening and that's you know I used to do these meditations I was I was reading the Steiner book uh how to know higher worlds and the first thing was meditate with crystals. And the more you meditate with crystals, the more you realize that it's really not that different, you know, and that you, just like that amethyst in your hand, 
have that same kind of vitality and energy. It's just like, it's just right there. It's like all mineralized and dormant, but you can access it at any time. You don't actually need the crystal right? once you've connected to it. And then the next meditation would be meditate with plants. And when I started meditating with plants, I realized I can kind of communicate with plants. I didn't, they have personalities. They have an energy signature. Right. And like I can integrate like chamomile, you know, so like even if I'm out in, you know, the park or whatever and I'm like anxious because I have meditated with chamomile so much, I can just think chamomile, right? Yeah. Because I'm now I'm connected to it. Right. And then animals, same thing, you know, and it's like in these meditations, the more I would do them, the more I realized, oh, this is kind of like a little hack because the more time you spend really like focused on it, you realize there is no separateness. Right. So that's yeah. like where the, the key is. Uh, and it would just expand the more. And then you would meditate with a person. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I did a white tantra meditation. So it's like hours and hours of these different meditations. And the guy in front of me, I never met him before this moment. And I literally watched him start shape-shifting. Like at one point he was a little boy. And then he like aged right in front of me. And then he, he would start morphing. But the key is like to keep looking in their eye like no matter what's happening don't break eye contact and it, I mean he was looking at me and like mm -hmm. I could tell I was like oh god there's no telling what he's seeing yeah. you know and at the end we both like teared up you know and we yeah. like I was just you were so beautiful you know in all these forms but yeah I think we are all like have these abilities but we just don't know until we play around with them yeah yeah you know? I agree with you I think we all are connected to Atlantean and Lemurian times where we were, we were all deeply connected to all things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that has been forgotten over time. And I think that is what we're returning to. I think that energy is what we're moving toward. Mm -hmm. And I'll have to say that the astral travel is a big part of, of, you learning all those sorts of things about yourself and where you've come from um, and the ancestry. Um, it's definitely where you learn about the gods and mm -hmm. the goddesses and the m many different energies that reside in the cosmos. The um, Zeus uh, like the sky daddies mm -hmm. because they all have their personality as well and their essence. Some of them are more, some of the energies out there are more compassionate, like the gods that I've seen. And some of them are a little more stern. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the feminine energies. You run into the, the feminine goddesses who are a little more loving and compassionate and just perfectly um, accepting of like their true nature. They're coming to you naked mm -hmm. just in that divine femininity and being just open and proud of, of expressing themselves that way. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, you have some of the feminine energies that are a little more mothering and some that are a little more stern. You run into all those sorts of energies there in the cosmos that you run into here mm -hmm. and all the archangels and all, they're all different in that sense as well. 
Mm-hmm. The I have traveled to the hub. I'll call the hub of the divine realm, mm-hmm. where all the divine entities reside. And in traveling there, everything is in white light. Mm-hmm. Everything. The walls are white. The ceilings are white. Everything around you is just very bright and lit up. And in their presence, there with them, you are perfectly complete in all ways. Mm-hmm. Your mind, body, and spirit is at home and you feel a sense of completeness and love that is so powerful that you won't want to come back. Right. You know, you won't want to come back. But those experiences have been deeply healing for me, and I have uh, been grateful to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really beautiful to be at one with everything, you know, right. the I am everything, you know, you hear that I am, I am everything. It's right. that presence of just being connected to it all. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing to experience um, is you just being connected to all that is. Right. And then I feel like that's where the remembrance comes in because yeah. we came out of that energy and then the ego and the personalities and all that start developing, which is a part I think of our evolutionary process it is so like it kind of sucks like especially when you go back and you're like wow we were all connected why are we disconnected now but it's because we learn different things i think it is through these different phases but talking about some of the gods and goddesses i didn't quite realize you know i was always obsessed with greek mythology okay like read the iliad out loud you know like the whole thing like i just loved it i was really drawn to it but i didn't realize you know, like, okay, like, how is this relevant? You know, then as I'm going into the records and having these experiences, I realized that the myths sort of like prepare us for those energy signatures so that when we're out, we're like, oh, that was Kali, you know? And it's like, if I hadn't read that myth, I might not recognize right. the energy. And so it's almost like the myths are like alive in a certain way. They have been condensed down to this little like story. But then when you're traveling, you're like, that was daddy Saturn, you know, that, you know, and you're like, because there's a feeling when you read that myth. Yeah. And, you know, you read myths on Saturn, you get a little fear, you get a little shaky. You're like, okay, I don't know about this. Then when you meet Saturn, you're like, oh, this feels exactly the same as when I read your myth. So I think it helps us recognize them. Yeah. You know, so the myths aren't deeper than I think that we even realize as we are introduced to them. Right. But when you travel, you're like, all of that wasn't a waste. You know, all the time we spent reading all, you know, the Odyssey, (laughs) Iliad, all this, it wasn't for nothing that there was, it was like helping us understand these characters. Same with the biblical characters and, you know, all of these religious texts. Yeah. It's It's deeper than just some religion. It's actually, these are spiritual beings that people have tried to like document and tell the tale of and thank goodness they did that because it helps us all remember right and recognize them yeah yeah so. it's the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that have been uh out there for um thousands of years mm-hmm. but not a lot of people realize that you know with religion so many people get 
caught in like one religion. I personally feel like that there's truths in all of it. Mm -hmm. And that is really, I think it really helps us uh, get an understanding of it all. Right. Um, Because those that is the information that's been left for us. Yeah. But I feel like we have to put it all together. It's mm-hmm. like a giant puzzle that has to be put together. Right. So you can remember and find your way home. Right. And I feel like the division of the religions is where it feels toxic because everyone's arguing over who's right. And they have forgotten that it's all just one part of the story and and, but they don't get that because they've cut disconnected themselves from the other ones. Yeah. So they're saying, well, I'm only going to read this one book. I'm not going to read anything else. But when you read the other books, it helps you expand on that book. Right. So, you know, I was raised more around Christianity because, you know, East Tennessee. But the more I started studying, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism and all this, I started understanding like Jesus's archetype more. Right. And like some of his other incarnations. And like then I, I actually developed a deeper appreciation. Yeah. For it. Exactly. When I expanded, you know, and I think that there's some fear around expanding, but I'm like, I just don't, you know, like I feel like it's, it's part of it. Like you're supposed to, to like integrate this and then move on and like learn something else. And then you come back with this, re- like it's mo- like you have more reverence for what you were raised with, you know, because you realize, okay, this is where it comes from. Yeah. You know, and this is a cosmic story. Yeah. You know, this is bigger than just human. Yeah. Like, yeah, we play our role, but this is a, a grand story of all time. So. Yeah. You're going to miss, if you miss the beginning of the story, then it, like, I don't know. It makes your story, like, harder to understand because you don't have the whole, like, first eras of it. Right. Like, it's just chopped off. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Well, with the multidimensional experience that I've been having, what happens is I see myself in another time. Some some of those have been more cosmic. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, taken on a travel experience where I see myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I am just witnessing myself. Other times I embody that energy. Mm-hmm. And I am not just um, seeing that, oh, I can feel this is me somewhere else out there. I am and indeed that person. Mm-hmm. Um, my gods like to show me mirrors so I can look at myself to see who I am, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so at night, what happens to me is I slip into sleep or I go to sleep and I slip into astral and I'm jumping mm-hmm. into all the multi-dimensional energies that I am. Right. So I get clips of experiences from all of them, which is really something I'm I'm still learning about. Sometimes I'll slip into sleep and I'm on a ship and I'm, uh, you know, of course, uh, I know everyone that I'm speaking to. It's like I've seen them, you know, s- so many times. But and, and when I come back to my body, I'm like, I have no clue who that was. Right. You know, right. but yeah, so that's what's uh, I'm slipping into the different multidimensional 
um, entities that I am living simultaneously. I am, we are just a fractal of the overall energy, you know, of, the, of the overall being that we are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, astral is one aspect of who you are. Right. But there are hundreds, probably, yeah. of other aspects of you living out in the cosmos simultaneously mm-hmm. to this life that you're experiencing as well. Right. And, and that's a really cool experience to have. Yeah, and I really have, you know, a different relationship to time now. I have been told that I'm a time traveler, which I think you probably are too. That's why you're doing it so naturally. But when I go to what seems as a past life, it doesn't feel like it's in the past. When I'm no. there, it's present. Right. And it's like where your attention goes, energy flow, you know, and it kind of comes alive. Right. So like when I go to Lemuria in these visions, like I'm there, like there's communication happening. You know, I went to a time period where I could like read the newspaper. It's dated. I'm like, this is not just some past memory. Like this is happening right now. Yeah. And I'm just like in it. And then I can, you know, jump out when I need to. But it's just, I don't know, time is not what we think it is. No. It's it's, not separating it like we think. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, it it seems like that, you know, we uh, it's 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 sort of like a cycle. I feel like we're just cycling in and out of um, different forms and experiences. But really, my opinion, I don't think past lives should be termed as past lives. Right. I think it's all just a linear timeline. Right. And and because we actually are that same soul energy that mm-hmm. has just gone through many cycles over and over and over and over. But right. we are, that's that's the cool thing to understand is we are actually that soul, that right. same soul. Right. And that really... We haven't died, mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Uh, because we are still that being, um, and that we've ex- we've experienced in so many different timelines, right? Yeah, and it's so it's fascinating. Fa- yeah, fascinating is the word. It's just it's like amazing to go into these other lifetimes. So I've been able to find twenty seven of my past lives. I've been told that I have like nine hundred and eighty seven. Um. And I feel like they still evolve because I'm living out other versions. I'm being born all the time. But that those are the ones that are really impacting this life. 987. That's a lot. So yeah. I've been able to find 27 of them. 27 names, 27 eras, time period. You know, where I've explored and been able to talk to people yeah. in my lifetime from that point. Bring back messages and cycles. Especially when I'm going through a cycle right now that has the same energy signature as that version of me, then I'll connect to that version of me. And then that version of me becomes the guide. Yeah. And it's like, hey, this is the same thing we went through, but this time you're going to do it different. Right. And how cool is it to get that guidance versus just like living out these cycles and and not leveling up each time because you're you don't notice that you're in it. Right. But then when you start doing this kind of work, you're like, oh, I noticed this pattern and I'm not going to fail this time. This time I'm going to do the integrity thing. This time I'm going to stick with it. This time I'm not going to give up. But I don't know. I just feel like that guidance is like 
priceless and it's so awesome. It's like, I want to talk about it all the time. It's like these missionaries go out, share the good news. And I'm like, but I, and, but I have to ground it because people think I'm crazy. Right. But I feel like sharing it is so cool because you're like, you, you have all this guidance. Like you can connect to all these versions of yourself. Like you're multifaceted, but yeah. you know, you give people small doses of it because they might just be like, okay, this person's on something. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, and really, I think we're all older than time. Mm-hmm. I imagine that in between some of the lives that we've had here, planetary, we've also been in spirit world for a certain amount of times, planning how we're going to come back and, mm-hmm. and do it this time. Right, and like healing and recovering so that when we come in, we're not just like, you know, like wounded right. right out the gate. So I think sometimes we've been even longer in that, you know, I guess yeah. it's like Kamaloka or David Shaw. And they, they have different words for some of the worlds in between worlds kind right. of thing. And there is recovery, I think. And like you're doing the past life review. You're like, okay, where where do I want to start this time? <laughs> Which right. lesson that I didn't complete do I want to to go in with? Absolutely. Yeah. And and. I feel like actually it's all set up pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming back into an earth incarnation, if you could remember some of the trauma and things that you experienced in lives before, it would probably be crazy. Mm-hmm. You'd probably feel crazy. You would right. have these moments of, you know, of remembering things that are not so pleasant. So, right. I feel like that us passing through that veil of forgetfulness, as they call it, when we reincarnate again, is set up so we don't have to carry that burden or whatever, that experience, uh, you know, forward in this life. But if we look and seek, I think that we'll find things that are buried. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, right when we're ready for them, right. they come up. You're right. You know, so you might go get a past life thing, and it's all the positive, like a really positive, happy life, and everything is great. And maybe that's sort of what you need at that time. But then maybe you're going through a cycle, and it's more important. Your guides might show you some of the trauma. It might be like, why are you scared? It's because you lost your child in this lifetime at this right. exact stage. So you're now having anxiety, and now we're going to show you so that you realize. This doesn't have to happen again, but that's why you're having anxiety for no reason. Yeah, this you know this this, this fear is an emotion, and that's all it is. That's, right. that's connected to something right. that you've experienced. Yeah. Right, for sure. Yeah, so, do you think that everybody has the ability to astral travel? Yes, I do. I think everyone can unlock and open themselves, uh, expand themselves beyond human what we feel or like human limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like that just about everybody finds themselves questioning, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Or I I feel like I'm connected to the stars for some reason, or I, I, I'm drawn to uh, Greek mythology and I don't know why, you know, I think there's these things, these little things that come up within everyone that our messages mm-hmm. to us, like, you know, that this is not 
all that is. It's actually much more beautifully complex than what you could even imagine. Mm -hmm. And if a person chooses to travel that path, they're going to find that that they have all sorts of gifts and abilities. Mm -hmm. Each person has different ones, I believe. Each person has a different gift and ability, but as far as um, psychic connection and astral travel and all those things I feel like we all have those right They're just, just like different. we can all breathe you know we can all digest we yeah. can all activate our psychic centers yeah absolutely and and the uh, light body which is really huge the kundalini um, mm-hmm. and um, that enables us to hold more light quotient in our body Mm-hmm. body is actually your cells and everything are vibrating at a higher rate of speed mm-hmm. and with that gives us um, the ability to also like feel and also pull in more energy from the quantum field so I feel like that enhances the experience mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um, do you have any like guidance around activating the light body? Is there any, you know, like warnings or protection or anything like that that you can give people to if they have a little fear around it? I would say that if that is part of the path for people, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Most people have a really easy time anchoring in the higher energy centers of the socket gifts and the connection to source and all that sort of stuff. The lower chakras are what takes some time to integrate. Mm-hmm. Through my meditation process, it happened naturally for mm-hmm. me. And... I think that the uh, soul star has a lot to do with that, with um, the next level expansion. If you've already been working on the chakras and the energy centers and the body. Mm -hmm. So the soul star is the next step. And... That is the next place to go to pull that energy into that soul star. That's the next expansion point. And um, it's if people have fear about it, I believe it's because it's not understood. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of people have fear about what they don't understand. And my experience with everything, I've definitely gone through periods of, you know, where it was difficult and hard. But if I had to do it all over again, I would do it over and over. I would Mm -hmm. go through it over and over and over to have experienced what I've had, what I have, because it's been uh, a true like blessing for me. To understand myself on this deep of a level. Yeah, it's so empowering and 
I feel like so many people are just kind of depressed and they're just, they don't even know why they'll just, you know, you ask them like, what's wrong? And they're like, I don't even know. And, And I think it's because of this disconnection to that, the essence, their true essence, like their true self. Right. You know? Yeah. I feel that way too. And they don't even know how to describe it because they don't even realize that it exists. Right. You know, but yeah. I think people are talking about it more. You know, I used to bring up certain things and like people wouldn't even look at me. They would just turn away and walk, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. But now it's like there's a conversation at least, right? you know, and it's not like people are just like dissociating as soon as you say light body and they're like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, it's like they're, they're more inquisitive. So it makes me feel like something has shifted collectively to make it a little bit more accessible for people. Right. You know, and I don't know if that's part of the Ascension thing or. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. I think uh, there's a lot going on energetically on our planet right now, mm-hmm. trying to usher us into a new energy, a new way of being. I also think that a lot of people are looking to connect with that divine spark within them that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is, you know, wants to feel something true and beautiful and, uh, you know, ex- experience a, a love that is just like pure. And I think every one is looking for that connection with the divine because mm-hmm. that's where it's at. Right. I think that we remember it in a sense, like that we almost know that it's there, but we can't quite put our hands on where it is mm-hmm. and how we can reach it. And we experience those beautiful moments of, of, of love when we enter into a new relationship or, or we're connecting to a song or uh, spending time with our family and our pets and you sort of feel that that love mm-hmm. um, that's that's us connecting with that part of us but it it goes much deeper than that and and I really think that that's what everybody on the planet is searching for that mm-hmm. that they feel like they're not connected to anymore and that's that's it the divine love yeah and I feel like that is when people talk about 5d I think some people are like oh well that's a far out thing like they think that we're actually going to, I don't know. I don't know what they think. I think right. they, they think it's different than it is. And I'm like, no, this is a frequency of love. You know, the fifth dimension is very much heart centered. Yeah. And we've just been kind of disconnected from that heart space. Right. You know, and when you think about these bodhisattvas, these ascended masters, all these people, they're not necessarily better than us. It's just that they had already activated that heart center. And then they come and like help us and like share these stories of compassion and empathy and how, you know, like loving even your enemies and all. And it's like because they were trying to like set us up for that heart opening. Right. And and kind of guide us in that way. Yeah. You know, and now I feel like it's just starting to happen. And I think it's freaking some people out because they're like, maybe they didn't realize that they could even open that center. Yes. You know, and so it might be like, okay, I'm having heart palpitations. Like, I'm starting to like love animals that I've always hated, and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like I want to connect with people more, or whatever it is, and like they don't even necessarily know what's going on, but right. I think it's affecting everybody. Yeah, and that heart, the heart expansion will cause all sorts of 
sensations and feelings and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually uh, felt like I had an expansion. Uh, the first expansion I had is like uh, you know, in, in what people call the bliss stage. You know, you have the awakening where you, the wake up, some people call it, and the bliss stage is an expansion of the heart. And so that's where you really get to experience that first little um, sensation or that um, that energy of your heart space expanding. And uh, the second one that I had felt like a resurrection, mm-hmm. that's the best way I could describe it, and I've had some other expansions uh, since then that I actually felt like I was uh, having some chest pain. Mm-hmm. But I could tell it wasn't related to the heart. It was in the heart center. Right. So that expansion of, of, the, of the heart can, can bring out some different symptoms. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know... The earth already has so many realms and matrix within it. The fifth dimension realm or matrix already exists here on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we, I think we are just moving into it. We are integrating into that energy. Right. And we've kind of been, I think, slipping in and out of it for a while. Yeah. But at some point, I think we're going to integrate into it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's why the ascension is, like, super important right now. Right. So we, we can evolve Mm -hmm. here. Right. And there's been a lot of psychics and, you know, and I think Edgar Casey and Rita Steiner talks about in this next cycle, you know, all humans will develop these psychic abilities, you know, cause we, we had it in the earlier stages Then we, we sort of, you know, move away from it. We become more, um, intellectual, but just good. So now when we open up to that heart space, we're going to have like the ability to understand it. And then we're going to get those psychic abilities again. Right. And I just feel like we'll approach it differently because we're like more evolved, um, as we went through these phases. So, right. But it seems a little crazy, uh, as it's happening, I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But yeah, we, we are definitely, um, stepping into higher human consciousness, which will be- benefit everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've, uh, seen you post and share a little bit about some of your experiences with, uh, portal work could we explore this a bit and you like talk about some of that with us? Yeah, I can share a little bit with you about it. I didn't even know what I was doing in the beginning. I just, my soul was just sort of guiding me along. So I would find myself in astral travel, opening up, uh, portals into dark spaces Mm -hmm. to open up portals that had been closed down for a really long time to allow some of the energies to anchor back in. I do feel like 
during Atlantean and Lemurian times, those portals were open, but they were closed down. Mm-hmm. So I have been working in at night astrally to reopen some of those portals. And the coolest portal experiences I have are in water because mm. those are the galactic portals. I find myself sitting in tubs sometimes in the astral realm and I go under the water and I come out in the cosmic realm. And so there I interact with, you know, with like the cosmic beings. But I find myself um, more recently just going through the water portals to go out and uh, communicate. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I definitely was opening up old portals that had been closed down. Mm-hmm. And when I would run into one that my guides did not want me to travel through or open, I would see a door close in front of me. It was like, no. Right. Yeah. Not that one. Right. You know? So, yeah. Like not ready for it. Right. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't think about portals that much for most of my life (laughs) but um during my very first akashic reading that morning i was as i was getting ready i was about to walk out the door i had this very intense spasm and it felt like like right over like my left ovary area to the point like i was on the phone with my husband and i was like ah you know like oh my god just give me a second you know i was like trying to breathe and then it passed and i kind of forgot about it whatever i'm like well that was weird you know and then I go to get the reading and I had my questions. So I'm like, we're going to talk about all this stuff. As soon as my records open, this person had no idea. I didn't tell her about this experience. She's, you know, streaming the records through her. And she's like, that uh, energy in your lower abdomen today was a portal opening. And we need you to know that that's what it is so that you can close it when you go into public spaces. So you're not absorbing so much energy, you know, so that you can open it and close it when you wish. I was like, what are you talking about? But I was like, there's no way that she knew I had that weird pain this morning. And, you know, like it just I didn't even ask. Like, as soon as the records opened, they were, like, explaining that was a portal. It opened. It was sort of like a falling star. It landed and opened today, right before this. And it was, like, preparing me. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, the fact, first off, the fact that she even, like, said that validated the whole reading for me right out the gate. Because there was no way she could have known. And then I'm like, okay, there's a portal in my body right now. Like, these are not just you know, jumping through other, like some of these portals actually exist within us. Yeah. You know, we are the portal. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So like I expanded in so many ways of like thinking about what a portal even is and like, yeah, how we can experience them in many different ways, not just like some science fiction novel, which I mean, sometimes they might look like that, whatever, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting isn't it. Yeah. I had this really cool experience when I remembered that I was, uh, a lot being, because mm-hmm. um, during this awakening, we are actually, in a sense, reconnecting and with our older, uh, the old, like the, it's like a merging of energy. You're re-merging with all that you are. Mm-hmm. And 
I traveled to this beautiful planet and went inside of a light being, a blue one. I felt like I was healing some sort of shame Mm. or um, something. It was an old wound, I could tell, when I entered into this space and energy. And when we reunited as one, Mm -hmm. no longer separate, we reunited as one, I shot like straight up in the sky and it was a remembrance of I'm a light being. Right. With that energy, that merging of energy, it became so intense for me over the next few days that I felt like I was actually in between worlds um, here, but I could feel that my astral body was was not. Like mm-hmm. I could feel when I would be t- traveling and be s- almost slipping into a different uh, like realm Mm -hmm. and also during that time my gods held me still one night after I reunited with that light being Mm -hmm. and a massive amount of energy and frequency moved from through my ears it was so massive. I've never experienced anything like it, but it was some sort of um, transmutation of energies that needed to be done here mm. on the planet. So it was um, transmuting energy for the light beings. That's my understanding of it. And it was a massive wave of energy. I've never experienced anything like it. So, yeah, um, I've experienced so much with all this. It's so, it's crazy. Right. I love to be able to talk about it so openly. And especially with someone who's, all, you know, having these, because sometimes I feel like I have to really filter myself down. But it's really cool with you, like, because I've been following you long enough where I'm like, she's on that page. Like, we can really go deep. I was so excited. Like, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And astral children. Right, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. A lot of people don't realize that uh, you you you're you can co-create mm. uh, with other cosmic entities mm-hmm. and energies, and this is ultimately how I think we have our hybrids, mm. our hybrid races. Okay. Is they? I mean, because really, what's happening is you're exchanging energy. Right. Right. Just like uh, with a healing session, you're you're exchanging energy there, and so your energy is connecting with another entity's energy, and you are co-creating life, mm-hmm. even though it's an energetic form. Mm-hmm. We are all just energy anyway, right? As that as as Tom goes, that I think that. They age, those energies age, because I have seen my children as small babies. And Mm -hmm. then when I visit them in the astral schools, they have grown. Okay. So it's an as above, so below thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that 
when I tell people a little bit about that, it sort of freaks them out a little bit. But it's a beautiful thing. And I would have never imagined in a thousand years uh, before I had the experience myself that it was even possible. Right? Yeah. I was reading some book, and I think it might have been covering the astral plane. And he was talking about how our thoughts alone are giving, you know, birthing these forms. And so if you have a really quick thought and you don't really come back to it, it kind of, it's like born and it kind of dissipates pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you have a thought and you sort of nurture it and you, you know, you can actually like kind of birth something and then it, it has more of a living faculty to it. So I feel like that's similar to what you're saying. Only he didn't explain it like children, but he is saying like sort of these thoughts are birthing out energies in the astral plane yeah and some of them stick around longer some of them are very short-lived you think about like the life of a butterfly it's like you know a week or something mm-hmm. um, but then some of them do kind of grow into their own entities mm-hmm. themselves yeah. you know which is i mean it's hard i think that's kind of hard to ground but you're definitely not the first person that i've heard talk about it so yeah, yeah is yeah it's uh yeah a lot of i don't i don't you know, a lot of people are are maybe not as open to talk about it. Right, but right. I have also run into some people that have had the experience. I think it's just one of those things that people really don't want to bring up too right. much. You know, I mean, I get it. I yeah, get I it. It, it, it. It sounds like if someone hadn't had any of these other experiences, it would sound absolutely wild. Yeah, you know, it but, would. It would. It definitely but, would. I, I think it's happening, so it's cool to talk about it. So people are like, well, I kind of might have had a dream about that one day, and <laughs> right. now it makes sense. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we've talked about, you know, some of the gods and goddesses. We've talked about some archangels. Are there ever, like, other types of beings, like, that we would consider, you know, the, the more fallen types of beings, the shadowy types of beings do you ever run into those oh yeah i I run into uh a vast amount of energies Mm -hmm. uh i think that it's it's all about a frequency and vibration with them too Mm -hmm. so when you think about people talking about uh, being in lower vibration of anger and judgment and all this sort of stuff, that's what the lower, the darker energies come to me as. Mm-hmm. Some of them are fallen angels, and I can usually pick up their energies a little bit easier than I was in the past because Mm -hmm. if you're an astral traveler you're going to run into these sorts of things right it's good to have an understanding about it I've also run into people's shadow selves Mm -hmm. the shadow versions of them that are not healed right and I've experienced being paralyzed Mm. by someone else's shadow self so, yes, I have encountered shadows and the darker energies. That is just sort of still here on the planet with the collective. Mm-hmm. So people are going to run into it. 
they're going to run into those energies that are, um, and, and, and not just those energies, but you also have spirit energies, which are still in those sorts of vibrational states themselves. Right. So they, um, you know, they still carry their personalities with them in the spirit realm. You know, they have unhealed things. They, you know, I've run into uh, witches and all sorts of energies that are still in that lower vibrational uh, collective energy that mm-hmm. we have here on the planet. So when you encounter them, do you experience like fear? Do you want to run away? Or do you work with them to try to maybe help or? It depends. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those things where, like, my soul just knows what to do. Right, right. But I have also been working with that energy as well. My guides will pull me into um, haunted locations to feel the energy of of some entities there mm-hmm. because they want me to tap into that masculine energy more and stand in my power it holds it holds great power for me Mm -hmm. so there are depending on the situation Mm -hmm. with some entities I stand ground with or um you know I'm pretty standing in my masculine energy with them and then others uh, know um, to just sort of get away from. I, right. I'll slip through a portal doors to throw them off. Right, right. You know, um, I have run into energy blobs that are that have some level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. They're not human looking. They just look like blobs of energy, and. My experience with some of them have been, you know, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've encountered that, and I really think that if uh, you're an astral traveler or you're a medium or or whatever, that's those, those energies are are you're going to run into those, and it's important to work with your gods to understand how to right, how, how to, to work it. with that energy because yeah, you're going to run into it. Um, Ultimately, I think that um, it is part of the path. It Mm -hmm. is part of the initiation. So if you step into power and you become that warrior Mm -hmm. energy, then you're going to start working more in that warrior energy in the astral realm where it's needed. Right, right. Um, And if you fall into that place of like the healer and you want and, and the being of service then at night you're going to be doing that and I've <laughs> right. experienced both you know I have um uh found animals in the astral realm that are still in like the the 3d collective like energy uh, where they are maybe still experiencing life you know uh, mm-hmm. Things that happen to them in life, and I send them. Mm-hmm. So, and children 
a lot. I also uh, go into haunted locations and remove the children from there mm-hmm. that are stuck in that space right. of energy. So I've worked both sides of that. And, and like I said, ultimately, I think how you deal with it, how you work with it, is the initiation. It is your path. It's, 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 it's how you will move forward. Right. Yeah. So you kind of get to choose the, the role that you play. Yeah. Yeah. We get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have free will and choice. So yeah, um, my, my gods have dropped a little bit of everything on me, including magic, mm-hmm. uh, using wands and mm-hmm. travel and, and all sorts of things. Like they really sort of just lay it all out for you so you can freely choose. Okay. Do you want to, you know, do you want to work more as a healer, an energy healer? Do you, you know, do you want to, um, you know, help us work in the, in, in the realms to keep some of the other, you know, the dark spirits at bay and, Mm -hmm. and, and help there. So yeah. Um, it's like a smorgasbord of stuff right. that you get to experience to help you ultimately that is helping you move through the, you know, the path. You know, maybe you pick the more shamanic role right. and you start doing soul retrieval. Right. All those options are there for you. It's a, it's a huge crossroad when you get to that point mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, where do I go from here? What, what is it that I want for myself? What do I, what energy do I want to anchor in here? Mm-hmm. for the planet and all of it's presented to you at some point and you and and you your gods will help you experience it all mm. so you can be like okay what what what's your choice right and which way do you want to go yeah i love that that's a good explanation of it. yeah um so we're getting cl- kind of close to the end but i would like you to maybe talk about some of the services you offer and um some of the support that you help people with during this journey. Okay. Yeah. So I I do healing sessions. Which I had today. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you had a good experience with that too. Yeah. I do healing sessions. Um, I also teach right now. I have a angel class that I teach to help people connect with the different angels, their energies, and how they come in and help and work mm-hmm. with you. Uh, that includes understanding how to use the healing colors because the angels usually have some sort of color of uh, healing that they use. And then uh, I have another class that I, um, that's called Life Force Energy which is more about understanding some of the old trauma wounds that you've experienced um, that stems from birth to a young adult age. So uh, I teach that as well. And I also do Reiki uh, the Reiki classes, um, one through four, you know, from beginning to the master class. And other than that, you know, I'm just out spreading, right? <laughs> spreading my, you know, my experiences on the path around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that that's that's what I've got myself into right now. Anyway, yeah, that's so, where I'm at. The session I had today was that Reiki? Was that a combination? Because I had a lot of visuals. I had, yeah, like, sen- like physical, mental, like spiritual sensations. Yeah. So was that Reiki or was that no? Well, it is in a way. Uh, it is, it is healing as what people call it Reiki, right. but it's different. Right. Uh, it's it's my version, I guess you could say, of healing, which includes um, me being connected to the light beings. Mm-hmm. I actually have um, chips in my hands um, that they place in my hands for the work that I do. So I would call what I do a clearing of mm. energy, not okay. just healing, but also a clearing of the energy body. Right. Which is interesting to think about my experience, which I, I might share a little bit, is as you were working, and it might be because you cleared, I saw this egg, okay, and eggs make me think of like a rebirth. So, you know, so I think you clear, I see the egg, it starts to shake, starts to crack open, and then it's a, it's like a version of me as a butterfly, <laughs> Um which I'm going to meditate on for a while because I think that there's more, there's a deeper message, yeah, you know, that I haven't gotten yet. I'm going to work with the records on that. But the cool thing was when I come out of the egg and the shell's laying there that I intuitively start like grinding the shell up and create an elixir with it, which I consumed, right. which is so interesting. It I'm is, isn't it? Really looking forward yeah. to asking the records about that. But um, it did seem as though I gained something at that point and I'm not right. you know so I think there was a clearing and then I felt like there was sort of this either a, a renewal or like something new mm-hmm. that maybe is coming from that right session yeah which we'll see these energy sessions sit with you you know you're like two years later and you're like still you know you'll process something that you hadn't connected yet you know I have aha moments in really awkward times right <laughs> Yeah, I do the same thing. It's pretty interesting. You have the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see if uh, you get any sort of information on that. You'll have to let me know. Yes. I'll definitely message you after I go into the records tomorrow and we'll see what they say. Yeah. That'd be great. So uh, what's the best way for our our audience to follow you, connect with you, um, and keep up with your work? I have multiple social media accounts. So I'm on Facebook as Jamie Ray, spelled R-H-E-A, Moonflower. That's where I uh, post um, just teaching topics, uh, some experiences of astral. I have um, a, a page where, that I call... Um, memoirs of astral travel where I post a lot of my experiences on there. Mm. So I've just started a YouTube account as well, which is Purple Moonflower. So I'm actually going to start doing some more like video about um, talking about the experiences that I've had rather than just posting, you know, in text or whatever on Facebook. Right. 
But yeah, if anyone uh, wants to reach out to me for for anything, uh, yeah, my Facebook is Jamie Ray Moonflower. You can just send me a message and connect with me there. And uh, yeah, and cool. And I'll add that into the description. Oh yeah, yeah. so that they can find it a little easier. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you coming out and creating this beautiful episode with me. Yeah, yeah, it's really been fun. Uh, I'm, I feel quite uh, honored and blessed that I finally got to meet you mm-hmm. and that we've had this experience here today. It's been really fun. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. And thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Hour. Bye.